0: Hello and welcome to Abuse Isn't What You Think. I'm your host, Jackie Graybill. This episode features a special session with me that was recorded for the online Trauma to Triumph Sisterhood Challenge and may refer to other guests or things that were said throughout the challenge. This episode begins with some content, continues with an EFT tapping session, and it ends with a journaling challenge. If you want to hear more about what EFT tapping is for an explanation, please check out episode four where EFT tapping practitioner, Kim Marshall explains tapping and gives us a demonstration in the show notes for this episode, you'll find the timestamps. So if you want to go straight to the tapping, feel free to do that. Awesome. Okay. We're going to go ahead and get started. And I have a fluffy little guy that wanted to say hello right at the beginning. This is Tyrion. Tyrion, say hello. He's a little mini golden doodle and he will be popping in from time to time. But he just wanted to say hello at the very beginning and to let you know that he is here for you in your healing journey, no matter what. Tyrion. (laughs) give all your love to all the sisters out there. Yay. Yay. Good boy, Tyrion. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the first session of the free 80 day trauma to triumph sister challenge. I am so excited that you're here and I just want to welcome you and acknowledge you for being here. And for deciding to take another step on your healing journey. I know if you're here, you probably have gone through trauma in your background, in your story. Possibly someone who is toxic, narcissistic, or abusive. And I want to tell you that I understand. I see you. I've been there. I absolutely get it. And I want you to know that I see you, that I absolutely understand and believe you in what you've gone through. And I am here holding space for your healing journey in a container that I want to feel so supportive and safe and warm. So that is the space that we are going to be creating in this challenge why are you here? You may have had something happen in your background, but what specifically is it? It's a new year, 2022. We've all been in so much chaos because of the pandemic. And maybe you're thinking, okay, at the beginning of this new year, I really want to delve into my healing journey. So what is that going to look like for you? And maybe that's why you're here. Maybe you're here for another reason, but I just want to honor you For being here. Let me tell you a little bit about my trauma story. I am a singer songwriter and I moved to Nashville in 2011 to pursue my dreams of being a singer songwriter. Yay! And I slowly figured out my voice and recorded albums and singles. And I was in a really awesome place when I decided you know, I really want to be intentional about bringing somebody into my life that I can share all of this with. So I started online dating. This is 2014. And I met a man I became smitten with. He was so into me and attentive, and was into a lot of the things that I was into. And for once, it was so refreshing not to have to guess if somebody was interested in me or not. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt because I would hear from him every day. He would listen when I would talk, he would seem like he cared. And we dated for a year before getting engaged, and we're engaged for seven months. And they had the most beautiful fairy tale wedding. It snowed like crazy in Nashville that year. There was so much snow that it set a record for the most snow in over a decade. It was beautiful. I had so many. Attendance. There were eight bridesmaids and eight groomsmen, and all of the music was live. It was like a fairy tale. And then after the wedding day, everything seemed to change. And I wondered what is wrong with me? What have I done to make him change? And what can I do to get him to change back to how he was before? Things disintegrated. And later I would look back and realize, oh, that was emotional abuse. And it got to the point in my trauma journey in that relationship where I was crying all the time, felt like there was no good area of my life. I'd become alienated from a lot of my friends, isolated. I had lost a huge chunk of my business because of moving the location, which he urged me to do. It was just a really, really tough time. And then he said, why don't we go to marriage counseling? And so I said, okay, if that'll help. And she knew pretty quickly that something wasn't right. So she wanted us to go to individual therapists. He went to an intern at our church and I found a licensed therapist. The therapist that I ended up with knew from the first day I stepped into her office, what was going on, but she didn't tell me it took us six months of working together Before things started further disintegrating in my marriage, he had been unemployed. He lost his job the week before we got married. And I thought that might've been where all the stress was coming from the way he was treating me, but it wasn't stress because when he got a job six months into my therapy with this therapist, things started getting worse and I was really confused. And that's when she recommended some books to me about abuse. One of them was The Verbally Abusive Relationship by Patricia Evans, which I began reading on audiobook as soon as I left her office. And some things started to click and I started thinking, oh, well, he hasn't hit me or been physical with me, but the rest of this... The verbally abusive part is really fitting. And I just went on a deep dive to understand what was happening in my life, in that relationship. And over several months, I ended up realizing that I needed to leave, that this wasn't sustainable, that either he was going to change, which I knew there was a very low percentage of, or I was going to leave and not go back. So I left, but we stayed in contact. I required him to attend a batter's intervention class to see if there was any possibility of him changing. He was the only one there voluntarily. Went kicking and screaming, but he did go. And during this time, I started attending a support group for women who had been in abusive relationships. And I started deepening my knowledge of what had happened to me While things started spiraling with him until after I'd been moved out for five weeks, he showed up at a restaurant. I was having dinner with a friend and he proceeded to make a huge scene. Keep in mind, he didn't know where I was. Yeah. Tyrion thinks that's crazy too. (laughs) He didn't know where I was and he just showed up and he made this huge scene and left me so frightened that I ended up going to stay at a domestic violence shelter and lived there for two months. And during that time, I did something which is called going no contact. That was what the shelter required me to do. And so I did it. And that was the best thing ever to be separate from him, not hearing his excuses, his reasons, all of that. And so I'm going to share something with you right now. I'm going to share a song I wrote when I was at the domestic violence shelter. One of my roommates, I had three of them in the shelter. One of my roommates at the shelter was a writer and they had a little music room at the shelter. And we wrote a song about where we were at and what it felt like. And the song is called Voices. It's about the power that comes when you understand what has gone on with you and when you're able to find a group of sisters who just really understand and are there for you. This is called Voices. Yes, that was me singing (laughs) and playing the piano on it. There's power in lifting up our voices and telling our story. So I want to ask you, have you told your story to anybody? How many people know what you've gone through? And have you ever been in an experience or container with other women who get it because they've been through the same thing? Telling your story is really powerful. If you want a safe place to tell your story, the Trauma to Triumph Sisterhood Facebook group is a great place to start. When I began to tell my story, people started saying, oh, wow, that's not normal. Oh, wow, thank you for telling me that. And I started realizing just how many people have had the experience of being in a relationship with somebody who is abusive. We tend to use words like toxic or dysfunctional or other euphemisms to describe what is actually abuse because abuse kind of feels like a slap in the face. It's a abuse. I don't want to use that word. In my master's program, which I just finished called Understanding Domestic and Sexual Violence, we just refer to them as perpetrators. But I've realized throughout my studies that it's not about specific incidences, like incidences of violence. It's a whole underlying strategy that they employ of coercive control. And that's something we'll be revisiting a little bit throughout the challenge, but I just want you to know that your story and what you have been through is powerful. It can help other people. It can help other women feel seen and heard and validated like they're not the only one. You're not the only one. So many people have been through exactly what you're going through or have gone through and you are brave and you are beautiful and you are an incredible woman who is stronger than you could ever imagine. And I can't wait to hear your story because there's power in what you have been through. Let's talk about tapping a little bit, EFT tapping. I feel like it has a little bit of a relationship to something used in therapy sessions called EMDR. That stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. Say that fast five times. This is something I did with my therapist when I was healing and just briefly try to make it brief. It deals with subconscious thoughts you've had that are called cognitions and it helps your brain heal itself. So you start with a subconscious cognition and you pull up either the biggest memory you have attached with that. Mine was, I'm not safe. Or you pull up the earliest cognition attached to that subconscious belief. And then there are multiple ways to do it. But with me, my therapist had me hold these little tappers, they were called. And they just gave an electrical impulse, kind of like a TENS mission you might experience at the chiropractor's office. And it would be at a certain cadence or tapping rhythm. And it would take a couple minutes to get going, but then my brain would go to all these places where there was trauma and a charge attached to that cognition. And it was my brain healing itself, which was really phenomenal. So at the beginning, you saw my little pup Tyrion. I was actually afraid of dogs from the time I was an early preteen. I'd gotten bit by a dog and I was afraid of dogs ever since. But when I was in those sessions with my therapist, it went away, that fear of dogs, because it was attached to I'm not safe. A fun little aside about Tyrion is that they were gifted a therapy dog in the office. His name was Stellan and he was a mini golden doodle. And he was so sweet. And I had him with us in a couple of sessions. And I thought, you know, maybe eventually I will want to get a dog of my own. Well, my divorce dragged on from my abusive now ex. And I finally thought it is time. So I tracked down the breeder and ended up getting Tyrion from that same breeder. And he is now my PTSD assistance dog, service dog in the US, but I live in London and he goes with me everywhere. And he is the best form of therapy. So EMDR focuses on bilateral stimulation. And that is something that EFT tapping does as well. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And there's a gentleman who has really brought this practice to the masses and his name is Nick Ortner. He went to a Tony Robbins event where Tony Robbins did a tapping session and he just couldn't get it out of his head. So we did all this research. And then he went on to film a documentary about it with his brother and his sister And now they own this company called the Tapping Solution, and they even have an app with guided meditations. So, this is considered a meditation, but it's something that is active. So, we'll be tapping on different places around our body. So, the idea behind EFT tapping, as Nick Ortner puts it, takes it back to the time when we would be trying to escape from a saber tooth tiger our ancient brain right our ancient brain would say saber tooth tiger ah, and we would go into fight or flight our cortisol would jump up and we would just go crazy in fear and in stress and that was our body's way of saying okay you're not safe you need to get out of here and that helped keep us alive but as civilization has evolved We no longer have saber-toothed tigers chasing us. We have stressful situations at work, though. What happens if your boss calls you into work and says, I need to have a conversation with you? You can hear that tone in his voice. Your brain starts going into fight or flight. Your cortisol jumps up and you feel the same stress as you might if a saber-toothed tiger We're about to chase you and eat you and kill you. And we have so many stressors in our modern society that our brains are constantly jumped up on cortisol. And this is so not good for our bodies. So what tapping does is it helps calm your amygdala down. That's one aspect of it. Another aspect is you can change the charge connected to different thoughts. And you can literally change how you think through tapping this is the way it works so with positive thinking it's easy to be like oh I'll well, think positive I'll well, think positive when life is crazy and you just had a crappy day and you've had all the stress and you have no money in the bank and you're dealing with an abusive ex and your trauma story and on and on and on if you think oh I'll just think positive that would be like putting a band-aid over a gunshot wound You have to say there's something bad there. Get rid of the bad before you can put the good in. And I like to think of it in terms of a paraphrase of a story that's in the Bible that Jesus told. And when he was telling it, he was talking about demons being in people. So this is not going to be about demons, but I'm going to paraphrase his parable. So it's like you have a house and you have a squatter living in that house. He's a, a crusty squatter, and it's just not good having him in there. It's negative, it's icky, it's grimy. Ugh. So, as the owners of the house, you decide to kick the squatter out and fix up the house. It looks gorgeous now. It is sparkling. It is pristine. but instead of bringing in new tenants, you just leave it like that. So what ends up happening, that squatter's been watching from afar, seeing what's going on. A couple days go by, no new tenants. A week, he thinks, you know what? I'm going to invite some of my crusty friends and we're going to go in there and we're going to squat together. And now, instead of a beautiful house, now you have a house that's Full of squatters, and it's worse off now than when you first started the situation. It's the same type of a thing with tapping. What you've got to do is first acknowledge all of the negative that's going on in your life, get it out. It's like a verbal vomit. You're getting that out, you're taking the bullet out of the wound, and then what you can do is start putting in the positive. So get out the bad and replace it with something positive. So what we're going to do is we're going to tap on different spots. And if you're hearing the audio of this, every time I go to a new phrase, you can move to a new part. Or if you feel like you just really want to stay on that one part of your body tapping, you can totally do that. So here are the nine different parts that we'll tap on. Okay. We've got the top of the head with the tips of your fingers. And then the inside of your eyebrows the outside of your eyes one finger on each hand with each eye and then underneath your eyes then you can take one finger put it horizontally under your nose then one in your chin crease and then one right underneath your collarbone one right underneath your bra line underneath your arm and then the last one will be tapping your wrists together and then we start all over again from the top of your head. We're going to start out with some comforting thoughts, just three of them on the side of our hand. The fingers are going to go on the side of the other hand. So I'm going to be giving phrases. Now these may not apply to you They might not apply to your story or what you've gone through, even if they don't in your mind, either replace it with what applies to you or just go along with it because there is power in us collectively doing this tapping, even if not everything applies to you. Okay. So we'll go through the negative and then when I start to feel a shift, we will shift to positive statements that we will put in the place of what was negative. Okay. So thank you for being brave with me for doing this. Our very first tapping meditation. Okay. All right, here we go. So this is going to be tapping on our trauma story. Okay. And our voice. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do the side and you can close your eyes if you want to. And just as i say each phrase just either think it in your mind or say it out loud even though i have this story in my past i am open to changing this story even though i might not be where i want to in my healing journey I absolutely and completely love, accept, and forgive myself. I am open to being wherever I am today in this tapping journey. And even though I'm going to have to be courageous with this, I absolutely and completely love, accept, and forgive myself. And I'm going to be gentle with myself in this process. And if at any moment you feel like you need to stop, just go ahead and do that. All right, we'll start at the top of the head. I have so much in my in my history. So much I've gone through. Go to the next point, the eyebrows. It's been really, really hard because I know that I was a victim of the side of the eyes. What my abuser put me through was just horrendous. I have so much pain from what they did to me. Under the eyes. And it's really hard to forgive them for what happened. Now under the nose. They took my life and they just turned it into a shambles. In the chin crease. I was so much better off before I met them. I had my whole life ahead of me. Collarbone. But now it just feels like, it feels like they took my innocence. That innocence is gone. under the arm, the bra strap. And now I have to pick up the mess that they left me. Wrists together. And there's so much healing to do. It's just overwhelming. Back to the top of the head. And this time I won't say where on the body we're going next. feel overwhelmed in dealing with the emotional trauma that I've experienced. And I am left to pick up so many pieces. There was the financial abuse. There might've been the sexual abuse. or the physical abuse. They just made me feel like I was nothing. They gaslit me and just made me feel like I was stupid, like I was going crazy. And it was so hard to get out has been so hard to get out because I love them I love them and I thought that they loved me I thought we were a team we were amazing together And so many times they said that they were going to change. They said they would never do it again. They would never say that again to me. But they did every single time. And now they're always in my head when somebody says something and I see a certain car when I think of an event or an experience or even a tv show or a movie they are there in my head They are there telling me why I'm not good enough. And that has been my story. What they did to me. How they brought me down. And it seems like they didn't even care. But I'm open to believing that my story could be different. I'm open to believing that even though this happened, it doesn't mean my life is over. I'm open to the possibility even that my life could actually get back on track. I'm open to the possibility that I could even learn something from what happened. even though it was so, so painful, I'm open to letting them go. Even though it's so hard to forgive for all the horrible things that they did to me, I really want to embrace this healing journey I am open to the possibility that they did what they did to me, but now it's up to me to remake my life. I'm open to the possibility that the trauma that I've experienced Be turned into triumph. Even though that sounds a little grandiose, and it might not seem like it's attainable right now, I am open to starting and continuing on my healing journey. because I know that I am worth it. I may not have always felt that, especially when I was with them, but now everything can be different. I can choose to be the main character in my story. I can choose what I do. I can choose how I want my story to look. And there are so many possibilities. I'm open to the possibilities. some amazing things could be in store for me in the future, even if I can't imagine them right now. So I choose, and I'm open to choosing, to embrace my story. I'm open to the idea that maybe even some other women that I meet along the way could be helped by my story. I'm open to the possibility that I can make them feel seen and heard and validated for what they've been through, because I get it. I understand. And I'm open to embracing the good parts of me, even if it's hard to acknowledge them right now. I'm open to being happy with myself. I'm open to looking at myself and not criticizing like they did. I'm open to my life getting not only back on track, but even better than it was before I met them. I'm even open to telling myself that I have something special to offer the world. And even if I may not see it right now, I choose to believe it. And I choose to embrace this healing journey choose to be curious about my story and what I've been through and the areas I can still heal. And I choose to engage in my healing. I choose to realize that life is not just happening to me. for me, and I choose to embrace my story, and I'm open to the possibility of good things happening in the future, and of being held and appreciated by other sisters who understand. Okay, put your hands down and take a huge deep breath. Let it out slowly. And you can open your eyes now. Wow, 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 wow. That. Was huge. That was a huge step in you reclaiming your story. Annie, do you want to come off mute and tell me how that felt for you? Yeah, that felt really good. And you had a slightly different tapping style than I had um, before. So I. Got used to that. And I realized that I still have some healing to do myself, even though I'm talking about forgiveness and I thought I'd forgiven myself completely. Mm. I know that it's a constant thing.
1: Mm.
0: So I've partially forgiven myself and I've partially forgiven my ex, but it's ongoing. Mm. And every time I do it a little bit more, I feel more peace. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that share, Annie, and for bringing up the fact that it's, and I know we'll talk about this more in your, in your session that you're going to be a guest expert for, but it's not just about you forgiving the person who, um, who ab- abused you or perpetrated that trauma on you. It's about you forgiving yourself. For what you've been through, which is a huge, huge piece. And um, I'm so glad that this is an awesome experience for you. And that just brings me to the idea that you can do this anytime you want. Sometimes I do this at night when I'm going to sleep, when my mind is just racing with all the things. And if I find myself in a negative spiral, I will just pull out this tapping It doesn't have to be for a longer tapping like we did today, you can just go through several times, but what I found for myself is, if you go through the negative enough times you'll start to feel this shift. And then you can start to plug in the positive. And that's when it it just becomes transformative. And this is something that you don't have to have a guided meditation for. You can do on your own. You can say it in your head. You can say it out loud if you're by yourself, maybe even not if you're by yourself. (laughs) But this is a tool that as we go through the challenge that I am really, really hopeful that everyone will will just enjoy and find it a part of their own healing journey. There is a guest expert that we're having tomorrow that's talking about tapping, and she is a tapping practitioner. So can't wait to learn more about what she has to say. I'm Kim Marshall. We'll be talking more about that. I have a special person that I want to introduce you to. She's actually a character of mine. This may seem a little silly at first, but later on in the week, we'll be talking about the inner critic and the inner cheerleader in your thoughts. My inner cheerleader is named Peach Angelica. And what I would like to do each day in these sessions is I would like to give Peach Angelica a voice and a chance to talk to you and to tell you just how much she is cheering you on. Okay, so this is Peach Angelica. Oh, my darling girls. Oh, you have just done so amazing today. You have really embraced your healing journey. And I know this tapping stuff might seem totally weird, but I promise you there's science behind it and it makes a lot of sense. But I I just want to commend you for your healing journey. And the fact that you have sought out a sisterhood to go on that healing journey with, that is huge. Because if you're trying to do your healing on your own, sometimes that's a little more tough. But having someone like me, Peach Angelica, or like your host, Jackie, or like the other sisters in this challenge to just really, really be there for you, That is huge. So I just want to let you know I see you, girl. You're beautiful. You are tenacious. You are strong, even if you might not feel it. I can also tell that you're empathetic. You care about other people. And I know that you have something incredibly special to be able to share with this world, something that this world needs. So you just keep right on plugging in this healing journey. You're amazing. And I can't wait to see what happens in the rest of the challenge. Thank you so much for letting me take over the mic. So that is Peach Angelica, and I'm going to have her jump in at different points in the rest of the challenge. So if you have gotten something out of this session, I would love for you to either comment on this video in the Facebook group or do a post and just say what is really resonating with you. What did you get out of this? And I have a challenge that I would like to share with you for day one. This is a journaling challenge, and I will post it in the Facebook group. It's a journaling challenge that will follow prompts. So what is your story? Just really get that on paper. There's huge power in writing down what you've been through. How have you hidden and or used your voice? Have you told people what you've gone through? Does anybody know your story? What does your voice mean in that way? What relationship are you healing from? For me, it's an ex-husband. It could be someone in your family. It could be a parent. It could be a clergy member even, or a flatmate or roommate. It could be somebody you work with. There are so many people that can inflict these traumas in our lives, and it helps so much to just write about them. What are your healing goals, especially throughout this challenge, but further on into 2022 or in the next decade? What does that look like for you? How does right now feel to you? Hopefully a little better than it did if you just did the tapping session. But how are you feeling at this point in your journey? What do you want to feel going from where you are right now to where you want to be. Project into the future. What does that look like for you and where do you want to be? And lastly, where do you see yourself in your future healing journey? I will go ahead and put this in the Facebook group so you can think about these different prompts You can do all of them, be an overachiever, or you can just do a couple that resonate with you. But this is the challenge for day one of the challenge. I am so excited that you joined us today, and I can't wait for the next days in this challenge. It's going to be incredible, and I know you're going to have some amazing breakthroughs. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. Yay.